Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast, a show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. I'm Jason Evans, and with me is Kyle Lee. Kyle, uh, I don't know if our listeners will notice, but the sound is a little bit different because we're not in your state-of-the-art studio that you built for us. Yeah, which... uh I had just gotten the, the confirmation from NASA that it was indeed state of the art. Really? They, you know, I didn't know. They're not as busy these days. Yeah. Um, so they actually they send out certifications to podcasters on whether or not their space is state of the art. And cool. This is not. No, we, uh, due to my own issues with a, a certain vehicle of, that I own, uh, we are at my office in a storeroom. So uh, if it does sound different, we apologize. But it we'll smells be... like a post office. It, yeah, kind of, kind of does. There are a lot of envelopes, a lot of fall decorations, and uh, various uh, paper plates V8. of that nature. Some V8. I yeah. love V8. Well, uh, Kyle, it's it, it feels like it's been forever since we've we've been on here. I know it's just a couple weeks ago, but uh, how's it going, man? So good. So good. So good it hurts. Wow. Have you uh, ripped any more pants this summer? I have not yet. Awesome. That's... Uh, no, I have not. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because it was getting bad. <laughs> I, I can imagine. That's, that's never a good feeling. I did that uh, one time at work, and uh, it was quite embarrassing. Here's what I got to say. It's the pants. It's definitely not me. It's the quality of pants? Yeah, or? because I have worn the same size pants since as far back as seventh grade and so yeah 30 32 all the way since then and so so the the quality of pants is just getting yeah. more poor poorer yeah. and poorer yeah so come on pants makers yeah come on pants well i'm glad you haven't ripped any other ones um because that is never it's never a good feeling yeah you know what's back a good thing what's cargo, that? cargo pants i you know i've seen that yeah um and i've got a couple of pair of cargo you? joggers very excited about really because you can put anything you want in those pockets yeah are you gonna wear some to the film festival sure <laughs> well good well, film uh, film people are more about the cargo jackets, that's or true. the cargo that's true. Uh, vests. Put the lenses and yeah, the you caps get the lenses and whatnot. And the, uh, all the the scripts, extra batteries. Yeah, the scripts and the the clappers. Yeah, put all those in a vest. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, but you could maybe make it with your tetch line. You could make cargo pants that you can put lenses. I tell you, I got in. a hat. A tetch hat. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I made one. Made a logo. Okay. It's a robot. A robot skeleton is what I call it. Um, skeleton robot. Robot with X's on the eyes. Okay. So it looks... Anyways. Um, the hat is uncomfortable. So... Like, was it like... It was like Amazon.com. You okay. upload your image. They embroider the hat for you. Yeah. Well, how um, come you're not wearing it? Because it is uncomfortable. Uh, is there a way you could send us a picture and we'll post it on our podcast page? So yeah. people can see it. Are you ready for the people to see it? I mean, obviously, if you put it on a I hat. Mean, yeah, I was really hoping. I was wanting a snapback hat. Yeah. Because those are cool. And this was a strapback. Uh, like a dad hat? No, not even a dad. It was just Velcro. It was the <laughs> cheapest of cheap hats. Okay. I mean, you're literally just paying for the labor of the embroidery. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, I had some Amazon points. Well, what a better way to use them than very, on the, very the, the un- first prototype of your your line. Very uncomfortable. The embroidery looked great. Yeah, I would use them again if I just fa- had the right hat. Yeah. And well, so I can't wait to see it. Yeah, uh, that'll be it's in my car. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Um, well, Kyle, I, I brought up the film festival, and I want to talk about this right up the front. Today, the day that this podcast releases is the last day to submit your video, film, or graphic work for <sighs> our film festival. And so if you're listening to this on Monday, July 8th, you have until midnight tonight to upload your files. And we want you to upload your files. We've, we've had some great uh, items come in, some, some people uploading some stuff. And so uh, you can still join. It's totally free to submit. We've got some cool prizes. Uh, last year, we gave away like a, a crane slider and, you know, usually like a hard drive or something like that. So uh, have some cool, cool uh, items for your usage. And uh, we would love for you to submit and be there. You can also attend for free. The event is on July 23rd at Circle Cinema in Tulsa. Some nice Tetch gear. Tetch gear. Uh, I should have a Tetch pop-up exclusively at the festival. Well, Kyle, now that we've got that out of the way, and uh, it is time to do a segment we haven't done in quite a while, and that is called Five Things with Kyle. Um, I think maybe the last time we did one, you you gave your five holiday tips for a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we had several people tell us that they attempted them, and uh, it led to... They uh, all turned out great. They, they, they all turned out great, except the greatest, for the one family that we'll never meet again. The greatest Thanksgiving of all time. Yeah, the greatest Thanksgiving. Well, Kyle, uh, I can't wait to hear what your five things are today. So what do you got for us? Well, listen, Jason, this is 2019. Things are a changing. So I thought it would be best for us creative Christians to change as well. Okay. And so I'm going to bring to you five reasons you should get a face tattoo. Okay. (laughs) Five reasons you should get a face tattoo. Yeah. And... Listen, face tattoos, they're not, they're not terrible anymore. Everyone has them. Really? I mean, not, everybody? Survey, a recent survey showed that nine out of 10 people have a face tattoo now. How about that? Yeah. I mean, roughly. The roughly. Sur- I mean, okay. some, yeah. maybe, possibly. <laughs> and so, k- kids don't care anymore. Kids don't care if their people they look up to have face tattoos. And so... And there's one thing, if there's one thing I know, uh, they're all over the secular music world, face yeah, tattoos, yeah. Uh, down in Holly Weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's uh, Christian music industry is great at the Christian culture in general, just taking what mainstream culture does. Their own. Their own. Yeah. So face tattoos coming out. Reason number one. Okay. Hold you on. Should get it. Hold on. Say so. Five reasons. Five reasons you should get a face tattoo. Okay. Reason number one, you need to stand out. Okay. Yeah. In the world of Insta influencers, it's hard to stand out these days. But you know what makes it a lot easier if you have some epic permanent ink etched into your skin on your face or neck. I'm going to include the neck the in neck there. The neck or the face. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of people's neck is their face. Well, and that is so, true. Um, you know, 
Which uh, brings me to reason number two. Your body changes throughout your life. So sometimes getting a tattoo on other parts of your body is not a great idea because 20 years from now, that part might not look quite the same. Yeah. Your forehead always pretty much looks the same. All right. So that to the future. Because it's going to be just barely above your skull. And if it does start changing, you can always do some kind of surgery to bring it all yeah, back absolutely. into form. Yeah. yeah, which I'm, I mean, that's kind of expected nowadays anyways. It seems that way. If you are a prominent Christian influencer, you better be keeping that face tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to have the, the praise. Yeah. Praise, if you want to uh, show up on the front front rack at Mardell... You can't be having some saggy, wrinkly skin. <laughs> That's right. You got to have a tight face. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So what's number three? Rule number three. No, no, not rule. Reason number three is that a face tattoo is a great way to put up front for everyone to see before you even know anyone, either your religious or political beliefs. I like that one. Yeah. So... That way, before anyone even meets you or has to ask you, you can tell them, hey, this is what I believe. And so it's a totally great, great uh, icebreaker. Yeah. You know? And it allows certain people to know, I don't want to talk to that person. No, 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 no. It's, it's, no? This is not divisive at all. Oh, okay. okay. Like you walk up to someone, you see like a Romney Ryan tattoo on their forehead. You're like, this person's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's number four? Rule number four is that um, future employees love face tattoos. Like I said, nine out of ten people in the world have a face tattoo. So um, it's getting to where future employees, when they're looking much, it's pretty much a given that you need to put on there multiple face tattoos or you're not going to get hired. Mm. So it's kind of the reverse, you know, they used to talk about how potential employers would look at like your Facebook to see if you were like a They will literally or, be or looking at your Facebook, which is your, your face, face written with things. Maybe you got Homer Simpson tattooed just below your eye. Yeah. Maybe you've got some Homer Simpson heads looking like teardrops yeah. coming down your eye. It talks about, you know, how many Homer Simpsons you've murdered. And so, and that, that appeals to future employers. Yeah. You know, the wall street people, the big, the big wigs, Mm -hmm. white collar, those guys and, and girls, mainly guys though, those old white men love to see people with awesome face tats. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I think so. Okay. It's perfect. What is your fifth and final reason that you, the listener should get a face tattoo? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you don't have five? Look, I was kind of, I had a solid two going into this, and I was just kind of shooting from the hip with the rest of these. Um, <laughs> well, I, no one ever would have known. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's hard to think of a lot of reasons to get a face tattoo. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you've made a compelling case with four arguments Yeah. Uh, for, for getting one. And, and listener, maybe you could come up with the fifth reason. That yeah. you should get a face tattoo. Uh, if you have oh, a I got reason. Oh, I got a good reason. You got a good reason? They always turn out exactly how you'd hope. <laughs> and how could you be disappointed? Yeah, absolutely. If there's one thing I've learned is that 
when getting tattoos, whoa. That light just blinked. Yeah. The Lord is speaking to us. <laughs> About face tattoos. That's a good thing or not. I don't know. I mean, you could get a cross right on your face. That's true. But maybe don't because that would, I mean, hasn't someone done that? That was a murderer? No, wait, that was a swastika. Yeah. Yeah. Not the same. Not, not the same. Not the same. Well, uh, you know, that uh, that is Kyle's uh, five things, five reasons you should get a face tattoo. We would love to hear if you have any other recommendations, any other reasons why it would be yeah. and like a, I said, a great idea. Like I said, it's time for Christians to take this part of mainstream culture and make it their and own. Bring it their own. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a nice Chris Tomlin face tattoo. Yeah. You know, um, some Hillsong lyrics. Tude. I like it. I mean... Like, I, I think it's the way to go, and we would love to hear your reasons, so hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That concludes this segment of Five Things with Kyle. We know that was uh, very uplifting and very beneficial for you. Yes, so that will uh, help you in your walk with Christ and <laughs> your creative ventures. Two birds, one stone. Absolutely. Right there. So Very useful well, stuff. Th- thank you. Thank you for that, Kyle. Um, very enlightening, as always. Uh, our guest today is Sam DeZeo who is a freelancer and a, uh, a startup entrepreneur out of St. Louis. And uh, so we talk a little bit about his journey to get to where he he felt like the Lord was calling him to help churches with their design needs and then also help creatives by providing resources that would help them become better at what they do. And so Sam has been a guest blogger on our website before, and uh, so it was great to get him on the show. And uh, if we, we do talk about his post uh, during this episode and so the, the the post if you'd like to go back and read it is in the show notes and uh, we hope you enjoy this conversation with Sam DeZeo well Sam thanks for taking time to be a part of the creating show podcast um, to get things started why don't you just tell the listener a little bit about yourself where you currently live and and what you're doing well, my name is Sam. I'm from the St. Louis, Missouri area. Um, I spent three years, um, and I, I'm, I'm a pretty young guy, so three years is actually a long time. You know, <laughs> you, know you look at people who are um, close to retirement, and they're like, three years, you were hardly there, but I'm only 24. So three years of my life is a pretty big chunk of time. But I spent three years with the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, um, and I was working with their scoreboard department basically full-time, um, you know, I was a part-time contractor, but I was there just about 40 hours a week. Yeah. Um, and sometimes 60 hours a week if they're at home. You know, I was working all the <laughs> games. So I a, a big portion of my life was dedicated to baseball. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because I love Cardinals baseball. And um, I, for a while, I thought, you know, this is my dream job. Um, you know, I was making videos. I was making graphics. I was doing what I love to do. And I got paid to go to Cardinals baseball games, which yeah. I used to pay a lot of money to go to. Yeah. So, it used to, I mean, that was like the dream job for so long. Um, but there was one point where um, I just kind of had to reexamine like what I was doing um, because I don't know. Like, I, I just remember sitting um, in my office at the Cardinals um, and thinking, you know, is this what I want to do with my life? You know, I'm still young in my career. Is this where, is this the direction I want to go? Um, so I 
started praying a lot um, and doing, you know, devotionals on finding God's calling for you and just really focusing on that. And uh, I came across a verse and um, I, I would have to look it up, but um, it said, you know, if you want to know God's call for your life, uh, you really have to, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but you really have to dig into scripture and uh, be in prayer. Um, and that was something that I wasn't very adamant about doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, that, that's got to change. So every night I would spend 30 minutes at least, which sounds to some people like just 30 minutes, but I mean, I wasn't doing anything at this time, if I'm being honest, but I would spend at least 30 minutes just diving into scripture and devotionals and uh, prayer, just asking God, you know, what do you want from me? Yeah. And I came across a devotional that um, was talking about trust and um, it was, it was a good devotional. You know, I was just kind of going through it just like I had always gone through it. Uh, but I got to one paragraph that was talking about um, really just trusting God with everything. And it said, you know, a lot of times we don't feel like we wouldn't say, I don't trust God. Um, like we would say, yeah, I trust God. But um, it says, but then at the same time, look at your actions. Yeah. It says we, we say we trust God, but then we try to do our own thing and we try to go against um, what God is calling us to do. Um, but then it said, you know, look at the situation here or look at the situation here. And I don't even remember what those were, but um, it got to the point where it said, what about the situation where you feel like you should quit your job and do what God is calling you to do, but you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills. And I just stopped reading. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, if that's not speaking directly to my situation, I don't know what will. Yeah. Um, because my wife had just got a job. Um, you know, before that she wasn't really making any money. Um, so we had always just been a one income house, uh, and on a starting salary. So, you know, we didn't have a, a lot of money coming in and it was finally like, yes, we finally have two incomes. And then all of a sudden God's telling me to quit my job. I'm like, dang, <laughs> I mean, we're back to one income and that's been hard for so long. Why do we have to go back? Um, and there was that worry of, I mean, we just bought a house. Can we pay these bills? But, um, my wife was actually sleeping next to me as I was reading that. And I just started crying, um, because I was like, I, I don't know if I can deny what God is calling me to do. Yeah. Um, so that next morning I told her about it and she was super supportive um, and said, you know what, if that's what God's calling you to do, we need to start making those steps. So that is where smart design came into play. Okay. Um, <laughs> all of that long story to say that's where smart design came from. Okay. And, and, and we're going to spend plenty of time talking about smart design. Um, but like, so as you came to that realization, um, you know, it, it, what, what did that transition look like from, you know, the, the corporate world, sports world, f- you know, the full time 40, 60 hours a week to, trying to do uh, something in the more like freelance market? Um, It was kind of a, from a personal side of things, it was a tough transition just because um, you're guaranteed money when you're working for somebody. Yeah. Um, And then you, I mean, it's a really a big trust thing because you're saying, God, I know that you're calling me to this. I just don't know what it looks like. 
Um, and you're going into like this freelance space where you're working one-on-one with churches and that's great. And there's a feeling of, you know, satisfaction coming from, you know, we're growing the kingdom here. This is, this is kingdom work. I'm not just in this to sell Budweiser, you know, like I, I was doing with the Cardinals, but, um, at the same time, you don't know, am I going to have any work next week? Um, or, if you're like, I have a YouTube show and I was making videos and some videos have great response. You know, there's a lot of comments saying, you know, this was super helpful. And then the next video I make, there wasn't anybody. So, um, there was definitely that, um, that tough part of it, but there also is a level of trust that I feel like God is growing in me, Mm -hmm. um, because I need to trust him, you know, yeah, uh, that, that like Matthew West song, um, once you hit rock bottom, that's, that's when it's like, okay, yeah, God, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what's cool is he's always proven faithful to be, to be yeah. there when, when we need him the most. Um, you know, I, I, the, the freelance world is, I mean, it, it can definitely be a scary, a scary place. And so, you know, needing that trust is, is, uh, paramount. Um, so, uh, as you've made this transition, um, did you, did you work like, were you working in a church or volunteering your church or, or what did that look like for you? Maybe before you made that transition? Yeah. So I've spent, I mean, I don't even know how long I've been volunteering for my own home church, um, here in Belleville, Illinois, but, um, I am an avid volunteer there where, you know, I am highly involved in the media ministry, but now I'm involved in like the hospitality greeting ministry. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I've helped in the children's ministry, I've yeah. helped in youth ministry, like any chance to volunteer, I've probably done it. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of that weird, I really want to help my home church, but at the same time now I'm focusing on helping the church like capital C as yeah, a whole. Yeah. So like, I guess what I'm trying to, to get at is once you knew I need to make this transition, um, how, how did you know the local church is where I want to direct my, my efforts? Well, I think um, the mission of the local church is something that I wanted to get behind um, from, of course, a career standpoint, but also just a, you know, a spiritual standpoint, you know, I, I get so much fulfillment. And I think this is scriptural from um, knowing that what I'm doing is kingdom growth. It's not just um, growth in somebody's wallet. Like this, what we're doing is we're changing lives and we're changing, um, you know, turning someone's soul towards um, eternal life. And I think that that is the mission of the local church. And that's what I wanted to get behind. Yeah. And I think that is what was, what God was calling me towards. Well, that, I mean, uh, that's cool. I was just kind of curious, uh, you know, I always like hearing how people's story unfolds and, in, in, in those directions. Um, well, Sam, uh, as, as you've made this transition, you've, you've started, uh, something called smart design church. And, uh, first of all, will you just tell us a little bit about what that is and, and what your mission is with it? Yeah, so Smart Design is basically just a company that, of course, does freelance, like I've been talking about with uh, the local churches uh, in my area specifically, but of course, really anywhere um, that I can help with graphic design. But um, it's also just like an initiative where um, I'm trying to show and teach um, 
other churches how to use media or communications at their church. Um, because a lot of times our churches don't, um, and this isn't true in every church, but in a lot of smaller churches to medium sized churches, you see that churches don't prioritize um, a communications role or a media person role. Um, so that ends up being put on some of the people who didn't go to school for this kind of thing. You know, yeah. you see, you see the children's minister creating graphics for their thing. And then you like see the secretary creating the sermon series graphics because no one else knows how, um, and they have publisher and they know how to drag <laughs> clip art around. So like you don't have those dedicated media people. So my mission is to help those kind of churches um, who don't have that kind of person on staff who didn't go to school to learn how to do this. Yeah. Um, so my mission is not, you know, to help the mega churches because they've got it figured out um, in terms of communication and uh, media design and all that stuff. Um, but smart designs focus is to help the local church, those smaller um, hometown churches who may not have the resources to be able to do it themselves. But I want to show them, Hey, anybody can do this. Here's a couple steps to point you in the right direction and uh, get quality media and quality communication out of this. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's great. And it's such a needed tool uh, for the local church. Cause like you mentioned there, there are the churches we can all kind of see, you know, we can see them on social media or on, on, you know, TBN even or whatever. Like exactly. there, there are churches that are very visible in that media communication sphere, but that's not the majority of churches, exactly. you know, by, by, by a far uh, long stretch. And so I think uh, it's, it's a great effort, you know, to try to, to instill that uh, in the local church that, hey, you can use media, you can use good communication, and, and here's how we can do that. Um, you know, in looking through your site and watching uh, some of your videos, one thing I notice uh, about, about you is it seems like maybe your heart is it's not just about the freelance side. It's not just about trying to make a living, which obviously you are trying to do, but you, you offer free videos and resources and tips and how to's, um, and all that stuff. And, um, kind of what's your motivating factor behind really offering so many free things? Well, because my target audience, I guess you would call it is the smaller church. Um, I understand that, you know, churches are kind of on a budget, um, a lot of times. And I know this because I work in a church that's always on a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to be, or the churches have to be good stewards of what they're given. And, you know, you could make the argument being a good steward also means, you know, investing into media and communications. And, but, you know, some churches might not realize that. So needless to say, they there are a lot of churches on a budget. And I think it's important to have those free resources um, because that is the easiest you know, the easiest way for me to um, teach these churches how to be doing things, because if I were if I weren't offering these free resources, um, I don't feel like my message or what I'm trying to help them accomplish would ever get into these churches. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I love offering those free resources because um, I think that is the best way for me to do what God's calling me to do. And now, of course, there is, you know, upgrades and things that you can do, but, um, that are paid, I should say. Yeah. Um, but the core of what I want smart design to be is free. Um, and I don't see that ever changing. 
Uh, that's cool. Um, and uh, some of our listeners may know you've actually done a guest post uh, on our Create Initiative blog. And yeah. and your post was three steps for stunning church graphics. And it was, um, I mean this in, in an abundantly positive way. It was a very like easy to read, simple article. Um, oh, and, Good. uh, and watching some of your videos, I, I've just kind of got a question cause I've, I, as a person tend to over, <laughs> overcomplicate things. Um, yeah. Well, what have you found to be a great way to, to say like, okay, I want to talk about creating church graphics. Let me simplify it. Um, kind of, is there a, a process you have or does it just come natural to you or what, what does that look like for you? Um, I w- I wouldn't say it completely comes natural because there's that whole you don't know what you know syndrome. Yeah. Where like it's hard to really break down. Like I've been doing something for years, so shouldn't everyone just know how to do this? Um, so it's hard to really break down. But um, sometimes I have to kind of take its simplest form. Like um, the article you're talking about is how to make stunning church graphics. Well. Um, what I don't show you how to do in that article is, you know, make graphics that I got a degree in and I spent years trying to learn Photoshop, how to maneuver and, um, how to match lighting. Like it doesn't go that deep and I can't, I can't explain a, um, year's work of experience in a three-step article. Yeah. Um, but I do try to break it down and say, okay, if I didn't have any sort of graphic design experience, but I wanted to make something that didn't look like I pulled some clip art and pasted it on a white background. If I wanted to make something look semi-professional, what would that look like? Um, So I started making something and I'm like, okay, this seems pretty basic. What are like the three elements here? Um, And I was like, okay, so we've got some typography here. That's very important. You know, fonts are super important. Um, I was like, the background is very important. So that's like kind of a texture. You always want to have some sort of texture. Um, And then I was thinking, okay, templates are super important too, because um, you don't always want to be reinventing the wheel. Um, So that's kind of where it came from is I I don't want to always look at it from my perspective because, you know, I spent, I, I have spent and continue to spend years getting experience on graphic design. Um, but I can't, I, I realize in a three-step article, I can't bring you there. Um, yeah. So I try to bring it as basic as I can, but also give you quality at the same time. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, in, in the stuff I've watched, I, I do want to say that you do a great job um, of, of presenting that in a simple way that I don't feel like, you know, I feel like just the average person who has no experience could look at it and say, okay, I think I can use this. And then even just from a resource side for people who maybe did learn how to do this or been doing it for years, uh, you still offer some great resources, whether it be links or, you know, just little minor tips and stuff like that, that could really go a long way. Um, and so you do a good job uh, for sure in, in kind of making that happen. Um, you know, I, what, what does the future look like? Uh, I guess my first question, how long have you, has this site been live and have you been creating this content and stuff? Um, so the site, I've been working on it since about a year ago around today ish. Okay. Um, because I remember we were on vacation and I was obsessing about the smart design site that I didn't really know much about, but I wanted to launch it and I was working on it on vacation. Um, (laughs) but kind of secretly because I didn't want my wife to get mad at me. Um, so don't tell her, don't tell her about this podcast so she won't know that. (laughs) Um, but it really didn't launch until like November 
or so of last year. So, I mean, it's been, I don't know, six, seven months or something like that. Yeah. Um, But as far as the future goes, um, we're still going to keep putting out free content. Um, But I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a different approach with videos. Um, I still want to do tutorials and After Effects and Photoshop tutorials going forward. Um, But in terms of the... um, some of the different videos where it's not tutorial based, but I'm more talking about church culture mm-hmm. or just design or something like that. Or I'm just talking to the camera. Um, we're taking a little bit of a different approach coming up here pretty soon where it's going to turn actually into a podcast. Okay. Um, coincidentally, or it's a video podcast, but um, I also see that the future of podcasts is growing exponentially. Um, so I want to be a, a part of that even just a little bit. So, yeah. Um, It'll take a little bit of a different form, which I'm kind of excited about. We're, you know, we're building our set right now, and uh, we we launched, or we didn't launch it, but we recorded the pilot a couple of days ago, um, and I think it went pretty well. So that's kind of the future, at least in the short term, of where Smart Design's going. But every day, I wonder, you know, in the long term, what does this look like? But yeah. I think God will reveal that as we get further down the road. Well, that just it all goes back to trust, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I just take it day by day. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to kind of pick your brain about uh, a broader topic uh, and the broader topic of just like creativity in the church. And, but, yeah. but really kind of, you know, you, you're in a unique spot because you volunteer at a local church, but you, you get to serve several different churches in a, yeah. in a freelance capacity. So you can kind of bring an outsider's eyes inside the church, yeah. whereas someone who works in it every day, eventually we kind of can become blind to, to our own culture. So with all that in mind, um, uh, what are some maybe trends or things you're seeing, uh, start to happen in the church, uh, that, that kind of get you excited creatively speaking? Yeah. Um, in terms of sermon series, um, I think that's really a core of where a lot of the creativity, uh, can be formed. Mm -hmm. And at least, in some of the churches that I've worked with, as well as what we're trying to start doing at my home church, we hadn't done that for a while, but we're really starting to be thinking that way, which is super exciting. But um, uh, what's, oh, actually coming up next month at my church, we're doing a series called The Games of Life. Okay. And, um, you know, we're basing the whole that week's sermon on, um, a particular board game of some sort. Like I remember one that we talked about was hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, we were just throwing out board games. And at first our pastor was like, you know, I don't know that there's really any Bible verses or anything that relates to that. Well, then it turned into, well, there, you know, there's the gluttony side of things and, you know, yeah, that, that can be a whole sermon in itself. And then he started pulling out all these verses and he's like, actually, this is probably amazing. There's a ton of verses that match up with hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. Um, so we really started thinking, okay, how do we incorporate this like board game theme into everything we're doing? Um, so we're talking about, you know, creating life-size sorry pieces Mm -hmm. for the stage or creating, you know, large chess pieces for the foyer. Um, and what I think is really a cool idea is not just, um, having a cool series, but having those interactive things where you walk into a foyer and all of a sudden your experience of church has started mm-hmm. um, and your experience of what the message is going to be has started. Another example um, is that 
a church near us that um, I've been, you know, talking to a little bit. They've uh, they're doing a sermon series about, you know, at the movies. You know, yeah. you've seen churches do that, um, and their whole foyer was decked out in Toy Story um, stuff, almost like when you go to Toy Story Land at Disney and you see like giant toys. Yeah, that's what their foyer looked like. Cool. And that is that's the stuff that gets me really excited because you know your first time guests or even, you know, your members, when they walk into the foyer and that experience of what the message is going to be has started immediately, um, they're already starting to, of course, get excited, but um, on a deeper level, prepare their hearts for, okay, this is what we are going to be listening to. Because um, otherwise, they're walking into a church and they've got a hundred things on their mind. They're like, okay, our kids have got to get here. We're already late for church. Um, Where... Am I going to have time to go get coffee before the sermon starts? Like they've got a hundred things on their mind, but um, if they walk in and their experience of the message has already started, uh, that's a great way of honing their attention down to where God's message is for that day. Well, I I think that's a a good point. Um, You know, sometimes, again, if you're just an observer and you see church A down the street do such and such, it can be easy to kind of be critical of, you know, oh, they're just trying to use movies to you know, to pull people in and, and, and all this stuff. But like, I kind of see there's two things. Like one, you mentioned Toy Story Land at at Disney, you know, like that's a company that it's one job is to make money. So (laughs) everything that it invests into their theme park is designed to make money. So when they design that land, they design it in a way that they know people will respond to and ultimately yeah. they'll buy souvenirs or buy, you know, whatever, and they'll wait in line for four hours and, and all that stuff. Well, and then the, the second thing um, that I kind of notice is because the, that interaction, like if you go to Toy Story Land and Disney, you're going to have a memory that will somehow stick with you for the rest of your life. And as a church, we have an opportunity to create a memory that that triggers a deeper relationship with Jesus, which is much more important. And it could be through that giant sorry piece. It could trigger a memory in somebody's life that if if the minister can can connect those dots, then then God will do the rest, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we haven't really connected all the dots, no pun intended, as far as (laughs) games go. Um, But... Uh, we've also been talking about sending them home with something like sending them home with, you know, a sorry piece. Oh, cool. Um, and you know, I say we haven't connected the dots because like for the sorry sermon, I don't know for sure what approach that's going to take. If that's an, uh, a forgiveness sermon or mm-hmm. what, um, but you know, having those little take home things that sends people home with the idea so it's not like they just heard a sermon and then they're left on their own to kind of figure it out but you give them a little reminder yeah like just take this home think about it pray on it throughout the week um just as a little reminder which i think is really cool yeah i do do too and i think anything we can do to to help people remember the moments they've had with god then i I think that's part of what creativity in the church Yeah, yeah you know I think it's part of any anybody's job in the church, but especially on the creative side, you know, if, yeah. if that's that's what we do. So, uh, well, Sam, uh, I, I want to thank you for, for taking the time to, to be with us. And um, I, I hope everyone will go check out Smart Design and, and see what you're doing and watch your videos and, and, and uh, all that stuff. But before we go, um, what words of encouragement would you give uh, fellow creatives who, who serve in the local church? 
Um, <clears throat> I would say that, you know, it when you're doing the creative job, it's easy to just open up Photoshop and just start going at it and um, letting your creative juices flow. But the more you do that, the more that it just starts to feel like you're a button pusher and you're just making pretty pictures. Um, but I think what we have to remember and continue to be in prayer about is that our job is not to make pretty pictures. It's to um, communicate the gospel. And we're doing that in the 20th, 21st century, which we use those pretty pictures to communicate the gospel. But there is a bigger mission at mind. Your job is not to uh, just make nice graphics or send somebody home with a sorry piece because it's trendy and cool. Uh, but your job is to communicate the gospel and ultimately, at the end of the day, change lives and turn souls towards eternity. Um, so I think that that's probably, at least for me, encouraging um, because I'm, I'm one of those people who I like to know that what I'm doing has purpose um, and I'm not just there to collect a paycheck from my church or any church that I'm working with, but um, I know that what I'm doing is for eternity and not just for this world. We want to thank Sam again for joining the show. We hope you, that you enjoyed that. And uh, Kyle, before we get out of here, you got anything else you'd like you to You know, something that was very absent from that interview, Jason, was you didn't ask him about his many designs that he had made for Christians about their face tattoos. That That is true. We, a, we didn't discuss he's that. He's one of the leading providers of templates for them to use and so well maybe we'll bring him back on and and we can just have a face tattoo exclusive uh, episode here in the future (laughs) uh kyle it it is time for us to get out of here we do want to remind everyone that you can still submit your videos and graphics to the film festival by midnight tonight july 8th 2019 so if you're listening to it after july 8th sorry uh, you cannot submit, but you can still attend for free on July 23rd at Circle Cinema in Tulsa. We'll have a, a popcorn and drinks available for you, and you'll get to watch some awesome films and design and, and hear great critiques and, and all that kind of stuff. If you forgot to submit, just do what I'm going to do, and that is uh, bring a reel of film to the actual event and um, obviously sneak your way into the control room, load it up, and uh, you know, renegade style. Renegade. And show your show film. Your film. Just make sure that it was you know, unvetted. Yeah. Not approved. Yep. Um, anything goes, pretty much. Anything, anything goes if you can renegade your way. Yep. Into the film booth. So uh, we, we want you to be there. We hope you'll you'll come and join us. It's always a great time. Always a lot of fun. Kyle will be performing a human video. Uh, to kick us off. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Remember? No, I yeah. was. Uh, all that face tattoo talk has just really been... Is it? All, Got your... Yeah, it's just erased all, all other memories and thoughts. Well, Kyle will either... Performing Actually, human no, I video, just got this, he will show off his face tattoo. I just really got this really big face tattoo right on my uh, temple. And uh, I think it might have been mess with messing with my brain yeah. a little bit. Well, I, I hope I haven't not. slept in weeks. Oh, wow. I thought you looked a little different, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. Well, we hope that you will join us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with a, with another fresh episode. And uh, we may or may not discuss face tattoos. Yeah, this episode brought to you by LA Inc. <laughs> 
Are they still now around? on Pure Flix? Now on Pure Flix. That's a great way to sign off, I think. Yeah. For Kyle Lee, I'm Jason Evans. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show, and we will see you later.